It's timely. It's insightful. It's motivating. It's empowering. It's time with Fred, your inspirational broadcast with host Fred Gaddy. Well, happy new year and thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Time with Fred podcast. This is a podcast that challenges paradigms and mindsets that hold us back. I trust that you had a great festive uh, season with your family and friends and you're ready to start off 2023 with gusto. And speaking of kicking off 2023, I have a very special guest who is here to talk to us about goal setting. This is a time of year when many of us set goals and excited about our resolutions and and um and it's important for us to kind of kick things off this way research shows that a whopping 97 percent of new year resolutions fail so i want to make sure that yours succeed and so i have um jerry Degan here to, to talk to us about uh, how to how to how to keep those how to set those goals the right way uh jerry's been the host and producer of uh, beyond the rat podcast a show that shares encouraging stories and practical advice to help pull listeners out of their ruts and into living lives worth living jerry's also served in the military as a combat medic corporate training facilitator and organizational development leader is led in combat zones and corporate offices, learning the ins and outs for building teams and trust through servant leadership. So he is a person here to talk to us about all of that. He is the expert and he joins us via Zoom from Dallas, Texas. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Fred, I'm glad I made it on here and <laughs> I did not totally mess up the scheduling. <laughs> so thank you for having me on here. You are you're good. You're good. Uh, so Jerry, let's let's kick things off a little bit. I know we're going to talk about beyond the right, which we're going to do anyway. But mm -hmm. since it's you know the start of the year, there are a lot of people who you know, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, they're excited about setting goals and resolutions, but. You know, three to four months down the road, we see many of these goals, you know, kind of falling off. And, you know, unfortunately, not everyone is able to kick things off. Talk to us about goal setting, why it's important, perhaps, you know, some tips uh, to help to help the listeners uh, and ourselves really um, uh, keep keep those goals. Yeah. Um, for me, goals have been a big part of my life since I was 14 years old. Uh, it was at a time in my life when I realized that the the other Dugans in my family, uh, cousins, uncles, uh, they, they just had this negative outlook on life. And I remember kind of drawing a line in the sand in a sense, and I wrote down on everybody's Christmas card that year. So I went out, I, I earned enough money to buy everybody a Christmas card, and I wrote essentially my goal in everybody's Christmas card, uh, which got mixed reviews when I gave them out because some folks are like, oh, this is great. This gives me hope. This is inspiring. And other folks are like, who the heck are you to tell me you're going to live a better life than me? And I'm like, oh, that wasn't the intent. And, and I basically just said that I wanted to be the first in the family to go, to go to college because I was already on the trajectory for that. I wanted to be the first to be able to live on my own and show everybody else that they could follow me. They could do the same thing and that we could go into a store and not be followed by security. We could go and not be known by the police on a first name basis in a negative way. And it was like that kind of thing. Uh, and ever since then though, I've always just been writing down goals. And I think the reason why I love it so much is that, you know, when the thought is in your head, it's just an idea. It, it's, it's not totally real yet. It hasn't been realized. It hasn't been created in a sense. But the moment you write it down on a piece of paper or you type it into um, a note-taking app or into your phone, you've now taken something that was unreal and just a thought 
and you've now created it into something tangible that you can look at and read and share with others. And, and that is just like the first step for me is taking that thing that doesn't exist other than as an idea. And then you make it real by writing it down somewhere. And, uh, and I think other people benefit from it. Uh, I know one thing that inspired me to keep going with goals was what turned out to be a 1953 Harvard study that never happened. What? <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about it. It's uh, there were like a number of like MBA students from Harvard Business School uh, who were just kind of asked, do you have goals? And like 80 something percent said no. Um, then like 13 percent said, yeah, I've got goals, but they're not written down. And then like 3 percent apparently wrote them down very clearly. And then years later, whoever did the study, I do this in air quotes, uh, followed up and they said, well, it turns out the 13 percent that had goals earn double what the individuals who had no goals were earning. Uh, and then the 3% who had written goals had t earned 10 times more. Each individual earned 10 times more than everybody else combined. And I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm going for it. And I even was putting it in my book that's coming out soon. And my editor just simply asked, hey, what's the source for that information? And you know, 46 years old, I've been following that mantra since I was probably 16, 17 years old. It turns out that study never happened. <laughs> Nobody can find it. Uh, and somebody else comes along and says, oh, it wasn't Harvard, it was Yale. But Yale's library said, you know what, we've done the digging. This study does not exist. And then I, I forget what year, it was 1996, I believe. Um, oh, what was the name of the magazine? But there's a magazine that uh, realized you know what, maybe this thing didn't happen. Nobody seems to find the research for it. No scientists have come forward. Uh, no economists, nobody. This research hasn't happened. Uh, and I was kind of devastated for about 10 seconds. I was like, there's no way an entire like personal development, professional development industry, even just business in general, which runs off of goals, there's no way that these guys all run off of goals and they just magically work if there's no data to back it. So it turns out there is, there is science behind it. Uh, and so I came across a study from somebody named Gail Matthews and she looked at not just whether or not written goals make a difference, but what are some other factors that make goals either work or not work? And so what she found were four ingredients. Uh, so the baseline were folks who they had an idea, like I want to do a thing, but they didn't actually write it down. So they were the baseline. Uh, so they had uh, what some folks will call intention. Mm -hmm. I intend to write a book. I intend to lose yeah. weight. I intend to whatever it is, but they had intention, but nothing written. There were four, let's see, one, two, I want to say three other groups after that, four other groups after that. So five groups all together. Uh, group number one was of course the baseline. Group number two had written goals. That's it. Um, they performed better in a, uh, I think it was a four-week study, uh, but as far as achieving what they wanted to accomplish, more of them got their goals done than the group that just had intention. Group number three added an element. So they had written goals plus a commitment to action. So what is the specific action you're going to take every single day to achieve the goal that you wrote down? So the goal, the written goal is like your outcome. The outcome I want to have is to pay off this much debt or to you know, lose so many pounds or run a marathon or, you know, I said publish a book already. So that's your outcome based or results based goal. And that, that was 
group number two. Group number three was that second group that had the, the add-on, and they had kind of what's called an activity or action-based goal. So to get to the results, this is my commitment to action. Every day I'm going to do this. Every week I'll do this, and so on. That group performed better in achieving their goals than the other two groups. So the ones with just intention, the ones with just written goals, goals plus commitment to action produced better results. Well, group number four comes along. They have written goals, commitment to action, and they have to tell a friend or you know some trusted person. They perform better than the other three groups. And then the final, the fifth group, uh, they had all the above. They had written goals, commitment to action, they told a friend, and for each of the four weeks, they had to give a report on how they were doing to the friend. And that group did the best out of everybody else. And so I was like, wow, there are really four ingredients. The data backs it. There are other people doing studies on this as well. And so if you have your goal written down, you've got a commitment to act on it every single day, you shared it with somebody you trust, and you gave that person regular updates. Those are the accountability pieces that'll keep you on track and make you more successful than the person who just has intention. So I was like, ah, thank you. <laughs> that I love that. Good. You've been redeemed, right? You found the data. Yes. But it's it, it, interesting, Jerry. I, um, you know, part of my personal, one of, I'm calling goals, but, you know, one of the things I wanted to do this year was to um, give up, give up uh, rice diets for the first uh, month, which is with this January. Mm -hmm. And I, it's 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 my it's it's something I, I love it right and, and so giving it up was like well this is I did it last year uh, for 21 days and so this this year I figured out I'll, I'll go the entire 31 days of January and it was it was huge I mean my family didn't even believe that I could do it and so I um I, I kind of followed everything you've you've highlighted here including the telefriend views I announced it um, we have this family platform that I. I I put it out on and people are like, are you sure you can do this? Like, hey, it's out there now, right? And I came back up and uh, my cousin who picked up on it said, I'm going to do this with you, right? And so we, and, and this was like a joke, you know, we started and our week one was last week. I'd email her, you know, pictures of, of my dishes and should do the same. And it, it's become something I, I didn't, this wasn't intended, intended to be like a, a, an accountability thing, but I, feel compelled now to take pictures. Hey, this is what I'm eating. She'll do the same. And, and so we, we kind of follow this unspoken rule. Didn't know that there was actual science here to back it up. So it's really exciting to hear you kind of walk over or, or go through the steps here. But Jerry, let, let's, let's take you back a little bit. I mean, there, there are pundits who would say, well, you know, thinking about it, the intention is good enough, right? Is there any science or based on your work that you've done that kind of supports, you know, or, 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 or or explains why it's important to write things down. Um, I haven't come across any other studies other than that, uh, but I think there is a lot that plays into success because you've you've written it down, and so you've got a reference point. And, and you know, we we get busy, so as you know, the months go by. You know, if you have that reminder, and you shared it with somebody you know. And they're expecting a report from you. Those ingredients come together to compel somebody to say, all right, I need to get up. I need to take action. So it's kind of the same way, like how workout buddies yeah. 
you make an impact. It's like, well, I need to get up and get moving because, you know, Johnny's expecting me to show up at the gym. Uh, you know, there's a friend of mine, uh, his name's Mike. We're both, you know, military veterans and we get up, kid you not, this morning, I was up at 4.30 in the morning to meet him at 5 a.m. on the street corner so he and I could walk with rucksacks on, so 20-pound packs to walk a two-and-a-half-mile loop as fast as we can and then get back home and get ready for our separate days. And I only get up at 4.30 in the morning instead of sleeping until 6. Woohoo! <laughs> and I get up at 4.30 in the morning because I know Mike is an early riser more so than I am. And he is much more likely to be there at five in the morning, disappointed in me. And plus, he was in the Marine Corps. I was Army. There's no way I'm going to let that Marine pick on me, an Army soldier, veteran, uh, for not showing up. So it's like, I got to show this Marine that I, I can do this. And so there's that added accountability. So, right. you know, I don't know how to describe it in terms of like the scientific studies, but the, the psychology behind it is I, I need to be there because if not, uh, I'm going to look bad in front of that other person. <laughs> it's like, Absolutely. And, and, yeah. and the spiritual element too, right? Is a scripture that says, write on the vision and make it plain that he who yeah. may run with it. Yeah, I love that. And we, Jerry also talked about smart goals, right? I mean, we, we you know, for the business folks, let's say we know the, you know, smart, smart elements, the specific, yep. attainable, attainable, relevant time. Let's, let's, let's unpack that a little bit because I, I think you do such a great job relating Retying, tying those goals to those to those smart elements. So if you don't mind, just kind of helping us unpack that a little bit. Yeah, uh, the smart model for establishing goals gives you a nice framework to make sure that you've left no stone unturned, and there is absolutely no lack of clarity in what it is you want to do. You know, if if somebody wants to get in better shape. It's like, well, great. What does that look like? You know, is it riding a bicycle every single day? Is it being able to run a marathon? Is it, you know, not dying when I try to go up three flights of stairs? Um, you know, being in better shape can mean anything. And so you could feel good about your progress. You could probably feel horrible about the progress, but you have no idea of knowing. And so smart goals allow you to really structure, like, how do I know I succeeded? How do I know I'm off track? It's kind of like a map. You know, how do I know that I'm in Cleveland? It's like, well, I followed this highway up north so many miles from Dallas, Texas, and I passed these towns along the way, and I saw the sign when I got to Cleveland. It says you're in Cleveland, Ohio. I don't know what the sign actually says. I've never actually seen it. But um, that's what SMART goals do. It, it's very specific. What specifically is it I want to do? Uh, and then it's measurable. How do I know I made it? So what is the measure of success? Is it doing an activity so many days a week or so many days a month, a year, and so on? Um, is it achievable? You know, is it something I can do on my own? You know, a smart goal, a goal for anybody on an individual level should be a goal that is in my power to go out and get it done. It should stretch me and make me better than I was to, you know, the day before but it needs to be something I can go out and get on my own power. Like if I have to depend on, you know, the fed to reduce its loan rates so I can go and get a loan that I'm happy with and then go open a business, that's not really attainable. It's like, I have no control over the fed. Uh, if it requires a certain law to get passed, that's not up to me unless I became a politician and made that happen. Um, you know, those kinds of things, you know, if it, re if it relies a hundred percent on somebody else's power, it's not achievable by you. And so it's got to be achievable by you. Uh, R tends to stand for one of two uh, things. Either 
uh, relevant or realistic. And either can work. You can use both. Um, I think relevance, what I said in, in my recent episode. So if you're working for a company or uh, if there's like a bigger picture you want to attain, your specific goal should be relevant to achieving that bigger picture. And so that's why I tend to use relevant. Uh, in the workplace, your goal should be relevant to the success of your leader and your teammates. Uh, and so whatever it is you're going to accomplish should make your boss's job easier, better, and help that boss succeed so they can turn to their boss and help that boss succeed and so on. And then T, time bound. What is the deadline? You know, they, they say that a goal without a deadline is just a dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what is that motivator that says it'll get done? And for, you know, New Year's resolutions, the end of the year is typically your deadline by December 31st of the year. Uh, I mean, you can break it down, though. You can have multiple goals for the year. So before I get to this one at the end of the year, three months prior, I need to have this thing done. Three months before that, I need this done. Three months before that, and just work, walk it backwards. Uh, that was a technique that we use a lot in the military, but it's not exclusive to the military. That's, you know, begin with the end in mind. Um, so, you know, military operations, military missions always define what does success look like? How do we know that we accomplished the actual mission we set out to do? Businesses do it. You know, what does success look like for them? What are the metrics they have to have to show that their investment brought in a profit? And then for your own life, you know, where is it that you get to show that the time and the effort you put in is giving you the results you truly want, whether it's in your faith, your family, your fitness, finances, or just something else in your future possibilities. And uh, so that's what I love about SMART goals. Uh, A couple other tips I picked up from other folks. Um, I'm trying to think of their names. They've been on my show. Uh, One guy in particular, I'm going to remember his name after we're done recording. I'm like, dang it, Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the the guy talked about uh, you need to put some emotional attachment to it. And talk about it in the present tense. So uh, when I wrote down a goal that I wanted to write a book by the end of 2022, I didn't just say, I will write a book. Uh, I wrote it as I am an author, a published author, who has put out a book titled, um, it, doesn't have, it didn't have a title at the time, but it was a, a book that would be the manifesto of Beyond the Rut podcast. It'll reach you know Christian men in their 30s and 40s who are married. They have children. They have all the boxes checked of what success should look like. But they feel stuck in a rut in some way, and it's probably in their faith, their family, their fitness, finances, or future possibilities. And so that was my goal, uh, and it was time-bound. It was at the end of 2022, which I'm going to miss by two whole months. Uh, so the end of February 2023, that book should launch. Um, but I, I wrote about myself as an author in the present tense, a little over a year ago and that gave me a confidence boost like you wouldn't believe because you know up every, it, when I th- think about writing that book and I don't look at that goal I feel like an imposter like who am I to write this book you know I you know I'm nobody to write a book about that that's arrogant of me who am I but when I see that goal it's like I am a published author I'm like I'm a published author it's like, wait, I need to get this right, written then because oh, real, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I feel it on the inside and it's like, I'm an author, you know, my book is being published, you know, I got to work on it though to get it there. I, I have been a part of uh, that, that exercise before. And um, it's, it's, 
It's it's such a weird feeling because one, you're 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 looking at something that is in the future, it's not yet happened yet, and that's you know what faith is all about in room, right? The evidence of things hoped for. But I was a part of this guy was going through uh leading this this group of us um to think about the ideal future state where we want to retire, the kind of you know house we want to live in, whether it's by the beach, and he made us write this thing down. In the present tense, just like you described, right? Yeah. Right, that you are living that dream, you are in that house, you are by the beach, and it took a lot of effort because you're you're fighting everything, and you be well. This has not happened yet, but he was what he was doing was forcing us to think of it in the now, like it's it's already happened. And there's a very powerful thing. There were people on the on the uh, as part of the team who had done this before, who were speaking to how powerful. That is especially on the mind because what you're doing is that you're causing your mind to see it as something that's already happened, right? So I, I love it. I mean, it's been, you know, shared by several other people, and I I, I can relate. So it's it's I think this is a great thing, a great tip uh, reminder for us when we're writing yeah. these goals, right? To make it to write it as if it, it's already happened. And you may say, well, you know, this is yeah, it is. <laughs> seeing is believing, right? But no, sometimes believing is is actually seeing. So yeah. I love I love that. It's like we're, we're hacking our brain to see it. It's like, um, what was it? Uh, the four minute mile was, it was said that can never be achieved until that guy Bannister did it. Yeah. And once they, yeah. And once they saw it, like people were just running four minute plus, you know, and, and faster, uh, on those, those miles. And, uh, it's kind of the same way. Like our brains can't always discern between what's real and what isn't a thought can be real inside our minds. And in a way, when you talk about yourself as that thing in the present tense, so in my case, I am an author, a published author. Um, I am, I'm telling my brain and I'm tricking my brain that I, I am. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so in my mind I am, and I do have the authority to write that book and I know what it, what, what, what it's going to look like and how it's going to impact people and, and so on. And then a year and some change later, it's going to be a book and it's powerful. I, 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 love it's, it. I love it. I want us to talk about that book, but before then, um, Jerry, let's, let's talk about the five F's because this is something that, that you've spoken on and I, I kind of like that a little bit. What are, what, what are, what are those five F's and, and why is it important for us to, to perhaps even incorporate those into our lives even? Yeah. And, and the folks listening in, you've probably heard me say it a few times very fast, very quickly. Um, but we never, yeah, we didn't pause to talk about it. Um, but when we're looking at the whole life of a person, uh, these are the five areas that uh, the original Beyond the Rut team felt were important to think about when you were pursuing a life well lived. Uh, so the first thing for us, because all three of us were Christian men, uh, we still are, uh, we served together in a, a Christian men's ministry. So it was in that context. And in order of priority, uh, first and foremost was our faith walk. Yeah, above anything else, our our faith journey, our spiritual journey, uh, our sense of a higher purpose meant a lot. That's where our source of significance was coming from. Our sense of significance was coming from. Following that is our family relationships, and and you know within family, of course, our our marital relationship above our children's relationship. Um, because a healthy marriage was what was needed to have a healthy overall home life. Um, and, and of course the family is the smallest unit in a community. That, that was the belief we were coming from. 
uh, in the middle, our fitness, our physical fitness, mental fitness, emotional fitness, um, because that's kind of the, and it's in the center of the five as well. It's like, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, you've, you've got to be in good shape. Otherwise you're going to fall apart in these other areas. And then finances yeah, at the tail end. So how are we managing our personal money uh, on a month to month basis, but also how are we setting aside those funds to be good stewards of what we have so that we're investing for our future, for our retirement, for emergencies, uh, to be able to give away generously. Uh, and so how are we managing those finances? Are we, you know, to the hilt maxed out on credit cards and loans, or are we working from a, a position of abundance or are we striving for that? Uh, and then future possibility that that commitment to personal growth each and every day. So what can I do today to be better than I was yesterday in those other four F's, you know, my faith, my family, fitness, and finances. And so that's the future possibility part. It's not, it's not enough to just be content with where you are today because like everything else in life, you're either growing or you're dying. The growth you know? mindset, right? Yes. Yeah. And so continuously improve neuroplasticity is a thing and you can always change your mind. You can grow your mind. You can grow your knowledge base and it's worth doing, you know, and, uh, you'd just be surprised. You just build momentum after a while and you look back, you're like, well, how do I know how to do all these things? Well, it's cause I commit so much time every day to read or to write or to read the news, to, to consume podcasts like this one. Um, yeah. Sometimes we waste the time on TikTok, but once in a while, there's a very educational TikTok <laughs> that should be checked for facts just to be on the safe side. Uh, and so that's that's that last F, that uh, future possibility. So those five together, uh, because, I mean, if somebody pursued nothing but their finances, they might lose their sense of faith and family in the process. Yeah. Um, if they're always at the gym, again, you know, as they're, they're buying into a, like, I don't know, my weightlifter friends are going to get mad at me. They're, they're putting their money into like creatine and weight belts and, and, uh, bodybuilding competitions. I don't know. I'm making that up, but, uh, you know, it, again, it might put a strain on their family or, you know, they start to idolize fitness over their spiritual life. But finding um, balance, right? That holistic, yes. holistic view of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you're feeling stuck in a rut, chances are one of those five areas is taking a hit if not more than one of those areas. And so you can, you can start to pinpoint where is my rut specifically and what's the one thing I can work on to help put everything back into alignment. And I think there's Jerry, there's dovetails very nicely into, into goal setting because I, without even hearing you talk about these um, five F's, my, my goals for this year kind of fits in. I have that spiritual goal, which comes first. And then I have that family goal. Um, and then I have that, personal development well that fitness of course you know based on you know what i'm doing giving up some of the structures and then also that that personal development goal which you know part of which you know could cover finances but also you know that uh growth mindset so i think this is a very great formula um for for those looking for you know a, a module or, or something to look at look, look at these five steps i mean and you don't have to be you know a you don't have you may not be you know you know may not be married or kids but just look at look at these five f's and, and see where 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 this can be relevant and, and look at things so holistically uh, jerry i want us to talk about your book i know it's coming out what's the title of the book and and, and what does it cover and what should our listeners be be looking out for so yeah 
Uh, so the book was um, something that the Beyond the Rut team, the original team, myself, Brandon, and Sean wanted to work on, and it was meant to be the manifesto of the show. So why does the show exist? How do we want to help change lives? That kind of thing. Um, so very easy to come up with the title. The title of the book is Beyond the Rut, same as the podcast. Uh, and its subtitle is uh, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career. And so it, it takes you through that journey of you feel stuck in life. If nothing changes, what's life going to look like for you? And, uh, and, and what does life look like if you do make a change? And so now that you've recognized you're in a rut, what, what is that rut? You know, where, where are you falling short? Where are you feeling stuck? Why do you feel stuck? Um, you know, taking the time to ask those questions because a lot of folks, we just kind of go through life every day and we don't really think about or reflect on what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Where are we going? What happens if nothing changes? And, and so this book helps challenge folks to, uh, kind of go through three phases, you know, R, U, and T. So you got to know your rut to be able to get out of and live beyond the rut. Uh, so the first step or first phase is recognize the rut that you're in. The second phase is about understanding where it is you want to go. So where is it I want to go? What does it look like when I get there? What does success look like? And um, what are the actions I need to take to build the momentum to get there? So that is all within you. And then the last piece or the last phase, T, is take action. And I use a military term to kick off that section. Uh, SP time is now. And it's, it's a patrol term or an Army term. I don't know if the Marines use it or anybody else, but in the Army, if you're about to take off on a patrol, SP means start patrol. And uh, so during our mission briefings, it'd be like, all right, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to go over here. We're going to look for this. Um, SP time is 0700. The time is now to take action. Uh, you've already identified what it is that you want to succeed in, what it takes to get there. Now it's decision time and and just get up and go get it done. Uh, and then as you're doing that, you're measuring it because you you get what you inspect. You, you measure to make it. Okay? But it leaves some room, though, to forgive yourself yeah. because – we're not machines. Yeah. We're, we're going to have days where we're tired. We're sick. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss a day of the routine. You got to give yourself permission to have those days. Um, your success is more of like a compilation of, uh, deposits made. So, you know, to win a week, you just got to win maybe five, four or five of those days. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then you just say, Hey, you know what? Four out of the seven days, I walked three miles. That's a win for me. Yes. Um, eventually well, it becomes, right? yeah, exactly. And then after a while, six out of seven days is a win. And, and so you just build up that momentum. Well, in a given month, maybe you won only three out of the four weeks. That's, that's a win. Take it. Uh, and then out of the year, maybe you won only 10 out of the 12 months. And if you do that type of consistency, like to think of consistency as the bigger picture, you you start to realize, oh yeah, I I am better than I was a year ago. I did make some accomplishments that I would not have if I didn't just get off my duff and go for it. So yeah, that's the book. It comes out at the end of February. Uh, It's Beyond the Rut, Create a Life Worth Living in Your Faith, Family, and Career.
looking okay. forward to it and i love i love the uh the the forgiveness product that the you know you just talked about because i actually i was going to ask that question you know what if someone starts off and today's already the ninth and they're saying oh gosh right i've already blown it i've already fallen up the wild one yeah. right it's it's okay it's okay they say that the the best time to plant a tree was was 20 years ago the second best time is is now right so yes. don't 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 give it all up. You may have already fallen short of your goals. It's the ninth. It's still early yet. Pick things back up and uh, and, and and get back at it. Like Jerry yeah. said, you know, ten out of twelve months. That's that's still that's still a great accomplishment. Jerry, thank you so much for for coming on and then just kicking us off uh, with, with goal setting and talking about those those five F and also uh, five Fs and also talking about your book. But uh, where can listeners uh, find out, uh, learn more about you and the work you do, Jerry? Yeah. Um, the website for Beyond the Rut is also by the same name, beyondtherut.com. Uh, if you go there, you'll find not only podcast episodes that go back seven years or more. Uh, in fact, this week I just published episode 339. By the time you listen to this, it, maybe it's on 400. Who knows? Um, because you know, folks are going to be listening to this for years to come. Uh, I have blog posts there, and um, I also have a, a free resource for folks. So if you like to go ahead and start jotting down what is my life plan and what are the measures to get there in those five areas, uh, beyondtherut.com slash goals uh, will give you a nice write-up of smart goals, why they matter, how they help. Uh, there's an episode embedded into that link that walks you through uh, smart goals, and then uh, you can just sign up for the the free PDF to be sent to you. I, I finally made it fillable. So I joined the 21st century. Uh, you can just download that to your computer or your iPad or tablet and fill out the form right there. And I just, I just ask that as you do it, give yourself some time to really think through and, and to give it some real thought. The idea is that when you map out these goals and you map out this vision for your life, that it's really your vision. It's not your parents' vision. It's not what you think the neighbors want to hear you say. It's got to be your vision. Otherwise, you're not going to own it. Uh, my mom wanted me be, to be a doctor when I grew up. I am not a doctor. And it turns out I never wanted to be one. I could be one, but it, my heart just was never in it. And, uh, and, and I know that if I pursued that, I would definitely be living in a rut. Yeah. You know, there, there are others. That's their thing they go for it. So got to make sure that whatever you write down, it's yours. Yours. I love that. That's where the relevancy comes in, right? Yep. Yeah. Jerry, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, and sharing these valuable nuggets with us. I, I personally uh, have benefited and, and will continue to benefit because you've, you've shared some things that either confirms uh, what I'm already doing or just sheds uh, a whole different light on, on things for me. So I, I trust that you're our, our listeners have gotten something significant out of this and if you have uh, definitely make the point to visit uh, Jerry's website it's www.beyondtherut.com and it'll also be in the show notes again thank you for tuning in and here's to the best of 2023 uh, go out there and be your best and win again Jerry thank you so much and uh, until next time be well